0: You don't have to have these super mega star results to get started. And in fact, if you start from where you are today, you're going to have a much better chance of success. But in addition of of being successful, is you know we talked about this earlier. No one can call you on your BS for saying, "Hey, we only sold a hundred books this month."
1: You hear all the bull about marketing every day. Make your money in your sleep. My new offer is crushing it. My guru could beat up your guru. It's time to go right to the source and get the truth about marketing. With your host, the founder of CopyChief.com, Kevin Rogers. Everybody, it's the truth about marketing, where we go a little bit deeper uh, with the experts that you know and love and sometimes are weirded out by and find out what are they doing that's really working that's really uh moving the needle bringing in the cash and uh what did they do in their business that surprised them something they did uh, tried on a whim that uh worked way better or worse than they ever thought it would have so today i'm thrilled to have uh my old buddy tim castleman on the show how you doing tim
0: man I'm doing awesome thanks for having
1: me thanks for coming on man I really appreciate it uh, you and I have met a few times at conferences and, and uh, I've always enjoyed you on Facebook because you're one of these guys who there is zero filter uh, and uh, you know you, you get really riled up sometime, and you have some of the most classic rants I've seen in, in marketing you're a lot like you know you remind me more of my comedy friends than most marketers Uh, you're not like sitting around wondering how's this going to go over this won't turn anyone off I hope (laughs) you just let it rip man so did you ever struggle with with that or do you just there's, there's one Tim and that's what you get
0: um, you know I've kind of gotten back and forth uh, with it and I've really worked uh, you know we're going to get woo woo right off the bat like I've really worked on myself the last couple of years uh, through therapy which I know a lot of comedians kind of uh, share oh, yeah. like every every famous comedian always is like so I'm in therapy <laughs> uh, that's pretty much how their, their deal right. starts um, but um, no you know it's always been something that I've always had uh, growing up as a kid uh, I was always like either the smallest in height or the skinniest kid and I, you know I've always had a mouth. I mean, I've always been able to defend myself through sarcasm mm-hmm. and wit, but I quickly learned, especially growing up in school and middle school and high school, you know, the the downside of having a mouth and running it is that some people aren't always going to agree with you, and if you're not very quick on your feet, and you're not able to make them laugh or make them kind of relax, like, you're going to get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned very early in, in life, like, okay, it's fine to poke fun, mm-hmm. um, but it's also, you need to make it in a humorous way or a way that you can get at least one person in the group laughing because if they're laughing, they're probably not punching you in the face. Which is a good motto or, to live by. If they're yeah. laughing, they're not swinging, basically. <laughs> it's, it's, hard a, it's, yeah, right. it's hard
1: to do both. Yeah, it's hard to do both at the same time. Science tells us, Yeah, There's
0: a breath mechanism, you know, <laughs> airflow issues, things like that. So, uh, so I've always done that and, you know, I've always tried to uh, – and I don't know where this part comes from, but I've always tried to run my business in a way where I was um, very authentic. Uh, that's not the part that I don't understand. The part that um, I've always tried to run it is like I, I have a debt-free business and have since day one. Um, so I really try to manage my cash flow and make sure that I, no matter what happens, you know, if I were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, I would be okay for a prolonged period of time. And I, and with that peace of mind of, hey, like, you know, if, if I there's a big blow up or I cause a big stink and my business takes a temporary hit, hmm. long term I'm okay because of uh, the smart financial decisions I've made in the past. So um, I feel like that gives me a little bit of peace of mind yeah. and it also gives me the more uh, More than the peace of mind, it gives me the freedom to offend people if and when I deem necessary. (laughs) Or there's a point that I really want to get across um, because I don't have to worry about the financial ramifications. I don't have a huge staff, you know. I don't have, um, you know, I'm not uh, Billy Graham or Joel Olstein where people would be offended by me um, saying that. And and the the real reason that I'm like that is I've always believed that I'm the same guy on stage. You know, maybe I'm a nine or a ten on stage, but when I get off, I'm going to be like a six or seven. So I never want to go somewhere and people go, man, I had this impression of you based upon what you said on stage that you were this, you know, for instance, good, clean living Christian guy. And then yeah. you were telling dirty jokes in the bar and I can't believe it. and I'm so offended.
1: I see. So, yeah, right. So, you, yeah. Well, you know, you bring up two great points. Uh, one is uh, reminds me of, you know, uh, Carlton's famous uh, F.U. Money Advice to freelancers, right? It's like, you know, you're going to come across the bad client, you're going to hit a dip uh, and you're going to be in the middle of a job you're just hating and know uh, you can't deliver on and you, and you need to have that money stacked away to go, you know what? I'm not doing this. This this was a mistake. I'm backing out of it. Good luck, right?
0: Yeah, well, um, not only that, but you also have the second side of that, which is, hey, I know you're a broke freelancer and you're desperate. So you're going to put up with the shitty pay, right, the right. shitty working conditions and all that. And it's just like, like he, he said, and I remember that from his uh, um, his courses, is like you have to have the ability um, to walk away. Because didn't he have someone where he, like this was back when he took a long break and he came back. I remember the story. Uh, the, the guy offered uh, he was gonna pay Carlton like a, a grand, and Carlton was so desperate for the work that he said, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then the guy sent him a check for like five hundred bucks and was like, "Well, I really want to motivate you now, um, you know." And he was like, yeah. "I'm out of here." Try like, and, and, right. yeah, yeah, and, and that's just—I mean, that's just ridiculous that you would ever have to put yourself in a position. And sadly, um, I know that that's the rule more than the exception. But I, I don't know because of how I was raised and my issues with money. I've always, you know, like I've still got my communion money. Mm. I'm sure. Hidden somewhere, so um, so I like to uh, I like to have that little cash reserve, and that's just a peace of mind thing. Um, do I think it would be any different? Not really, um, but having the the money um, gives me a little bit more peace of mind and makes me less uh, think less about what I'm going to say sometimes, which is a blessing and a curse because there are times when I have gone out there and you know planted my flag, and then I have to mm-hmm. be like, oh shit, everyone's looking. I'm just going <laughs> to pick this thing up, take it off the playing field, make, you know, and just slink. A wave like nothing to see here. To see
1: here. <laughs> well, you know, there's something about that transparency that you brought up about wanting to be the genuine article all the time. And I always say, you know, the people who are so concerned about their image are the most vulnerable out there, right? Whether you're an entertainer, you know, a marketer, whatever. Uh, I always say, like, I use Jack Black as an example. I go, yeah, who's going to mess with Jack Black? Like, who's going to humiliate Jack Black? You know, he'd be the first guy to call it out and make fun of it and you know, have a good time, be self-deprecating, uh, because there's there's never, never a filter. And it's the same with you and guys like, I think, you know, Colin Terrio, uh, uh, Carlton is this way, who just, you know, who's the guy who's going to, like, expose them and, 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 and humiliate them when they're the first ones admitting flaws and, and sort of, you know, picking the scabs in front of everybody?
0: Yeah, no, and I think that's a great point. It's like – I I don't remember. I was talking to this marketer, uh, this really, really well-known marketer, and they asked me a similar question. They said, aren't you worried about your image? And I was like, I have a podcast called the Two Drink Tim Podcast where I get drunk before I record it, and then I slur my way through 30 minutes saying whatever comes off, and you think I'm worried about what people are going to say about me on the internet. Like, you know, and and you brought up the great point about self-deprecation because a lot of that is true. It's it's like if I take the first shot at me, yeah. then you can't hurt me. One and two, you don't have any power over me. You know, if I right. expose all my flaws and my warts and my weaknesses to the world, then then what are you going to blackmail me with, or what are you going to you know? I'm going to expose you for this. It's like no, you're not because I've already admitted to that weakness or that flaw. There's yeah. nothing that could come out, um, you know, of my past that I would be like, oh man, that that's un. Characteristic for Tim Castleman. Right. If anything, uh, recently the hardest part has been because you know I mentioned trying to work on myself and being a better human being and not flying off the handle at all times is mm-hmm. is when you actively are trying to change that and the perception uh holds much longer than the reality. So I still get a lot of people that reference like the the really angry Tim Castleman days mm-hmm. um which there were plenty of but it's like yeah I've actually feel like I've been a kinder gentler uh, guy the last few years and and people are slow to adapt and of right. course first impressions last a lifetime.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. And I guess it, yeah, that's an interesting aspect with social, right? Because who knows how current people are, are reading
0: Um, Well, and you know, with social, it's everyone's highlight reel, right? right, No, I mean, how many people do you get on there um, that go every day and are like, I've had a bad day? You know, like I love uh, our mutual friend, Rachel O'Fay. I love her. She's an amazing uh, woman. I consider her a very close friend. I've spent time at her house and stuff like that. But I always tease her about her Facebook updates because it's like she's the happiest person I know no matter what. Like she's the one that would be like, well, you know, someone broke into our house today and tied us up and stole all our (laughs) stuff. But, you know, I was thinking about about giving it away anyway and I didn't care and (laughs) you know they on the way out, they shot my dog, and, you know, I guess they needed to relieve some issues because, like, it doesn't matter what happens in the thing, you know, like, and then they, uh, they they, physically assaulted me and my entire family, and, you know, that was fine because I needed to be humbled, and, you know, like, like it's just like, and you're just like, what are you doing? Like, just be real. Yeah, just have a bad people.
1: day, right. Yeah, Come I, yeah, I had a shitty day
0: today, and here's what made it suck, and it's not how I am all the time, but today, I just have to share this with you, and, you know, tomorrow will be better yeah. like to me that's a lot more believable than right. someone that you know is is having the greatest day of their life every day of their life
1: right 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 yeah I love it I love it good stuff okay so um uh, true to the nature of the show we're going to dive into a case study Tim this is what made you say oh Kev I got one for you absolutely um, and, and so this will be a lot of fun uh again the, you know sort of the question is the one thing you Tried in your marketing that produced the most surprising results. So so, so give us some context um, and and let it rip.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I got started full time. It was about 2000, late 2008, early 2009. And you know, I learned from guys like Dan Kennedy, uh, Frank Kern, all those guys. And you know, I'll admit, like like uh, most comedians starting out, like most musicians, like anyone that's getting started, you emulate those that you learn from. And I really took a lot of Dan Kennedy to heart. And unfortunately, I couldn't afford his newer stuff, so I just got old, bitter Dan Kennedy on <laughs> CDs, like angry, <laughs> mad at the world. You know, f the customer, Dan. Kennedy um, guy Uh, so I really learned a lot of those bad habits and for a long time there I you know I was very successful I was doing six figures uh my second year in the business you know and, and doing at that time what I thought was doing really well um but it was a lot of me-too marketing and, and a lot of, well, I saw this guy do it or I saw that guy do it, so I'm going to do it as well, which led me to actually one of the uh, worst decisions I ever made in business and that was I decided literally on a whim, I'm going to get a business partner, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this person. We've just met. We live within three hours of each other. He seems to be successful based upon uh, you know the representative he's showing me and I seem to be successful based on my representative. So we're going to become business partners and we did and over the course of a year, we managed. To lose about $100,000 together. So we had successful individual practices. We combined forces. It did not work out um, for a, a myriad of reasons. And we kind of decided to go our own ways. Um, and I was really lost because, one, I was kind of doing a marketing that I didn't really like. You know, I was the hype, the carnival barker, the pitch man, you know. Um, and two, it just, I didn't find something uh, or I wasn't excited about what I was doing at that time, which was offline marketing. Um, so through some help. Help with some friends that that kind of provided some loving guidance and direction. Uh, I started all over. I started in a brand new niche, the self-publishing niche. I had no list. I had I didn't know if anyone on my old list was even interested. And what I found was. Um, and I got I got a credit, Colin Dario, because he uh, he gave a talk at an event that I actually attended uh, as a fellow speaker, and I, I happened to catch the replay of it, and it's it was the basis at least for the original work here, um, you know. And, and what Colin really shared with me, and what I took to heart, was that you don't have to have these super mega star results to get started. And in fact, if you start from where you are today, you're going to have a much better chance of success. But in addition of of, of being successful is you know we talked about this earlier. No one can call you on your BS for saying, "Hey, we only sold a hundred books this month." Mm-hmm. And the bigger issue, and what I learned that surprised me was, you know, we we get in these this uh, especially in the make money online niche. You know, you see the you see the guys that are perception and no reality. You know, the guys that you yeah. know took took all their money to rent the jet for one hour to take that one photo of them <laughs> coming the off shot. the jet. Right. Yeah, right. You know, to, to they went to Enterprise or they went out to Vegas. Got to, went to the exotic car place. You know, got the Ferrari for the two laps around the track thing. You know, and <laughs> and they they try to manage manifest this life or they try to portray this life that is not authentic, that is not what they're doing and more importantly um, goes against you know what they truly are at their core being because they think that's what people want. So what I decided to do was I said, you know what, I'm not going to – I've never done any of that but I'm certainly not going to do that. In fact, I'm going to just be very um, – Transparent and authentic in my marketing and just show people exactly where I am and they can follow along with the process and what really surprised me about all of that was how receptive people were, one. Two, how nobody really cared about my results and and number two – that was number two. And number three is how the lack of results – but the increase in transparency made up for any guru positioning. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of people to believe in what I was doing, follow me in this journey when I had terrible uh, beginning results. Now we've improved those over time and you know we can definitely talk more about that. But that's the thing that really surprised me was you didn't have to go where everyone was going. You could say, look, here's who I am. Here's where I am. Would you like to follow along on my journey? And no matter where you're starting, there are people that are interested in what you have to say and because of your lack of results because you do it in an authentic and a transparent way it actually means more to the end customer and they get to know like and trust you a lot more as a result that's great
1: great stuff yeah you know we see people doing that with reporting income for the month and uh those things that those people tend to have the the biggest following for that reason they say "Wow, i can't believe This person's showing me their their bank account, essentially, and admitting these flaws. So just to be clear, when you were uh, sort of admitting that you didn't have the greatest results up front, this is when you started in the with the publishing product right exactly i basically
0: went and i mean my first product um uh was an outsourcing product and the upsell was hey watch me produce these books based upon this method that i just sold you um which by the way i just learned a few weeks ago from my friend and and again this was totally transparent this is not a you know i'm a the greatest self-publishing it was like hey guys i'm getting started on this journey follow me along and basically people got to see how we went from zero to 27 books in 12 months, um, and how our income went from zero to four figures per month right. in certain niches and stuff like that. And I would have never thought that you could go to somebody and just say, Hey, I'm starting this new journey. Do you want to follow along? And them not be like, Hey, what's your, you know, how much money have you made off this? Are you a guru? Right. You know, where's your degree? Where they were just like, Yeah, you know what? I like you. You're authentic, and you're not like everybody else out there that goes, Hey, here's how I'm making $500 million on Kindle a month, yeah. um, by doing no work. So because you stood out from the marketplace in your message and more importantly, your marketing, people were willing to kind of follow along in the journey.
1: Interesting. Yes. Right. So total antithesis of what everybody else was focused in shoving in everybody's faces always about the money you were, it was, it was just more like lifestyle personality marketing saying, yeah, it, to you be know, honest, come is- with me. Cause you like hearing from me and you know, I'll tell you the real deal.
0: Right, and you and you see me from the ground up, so you know I'm just like you, and that's that's what I really think it was the power in that is it's two things. One, it's a lot more believable, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not like you know if I said to you or said to anyone, hey, listen, I want to show you how to make a hundred thousand dollars on Kindle or self publishing or whatever, and, and you're starting at zero, that's a hard mountain to climb in the brain. You know yeah, right. how someone's gonna? I mean, I remember the first time someone told me I could make six figures uh, doing information marketing, and I grilled this guy because I was like, "There's no way this is a lot." This is a fake. This is a sham. You know, it turns out not not at all. But when you don't believe in it, or you don't, more importantly, you don't believe in yourself, you think, "Oh, there's no way." I mean, you know, since our reboot in 2012, we've done a million dollars. Like mm. that's crazy for me to say from a guy who used to make forty grand a year mm. working in insurance. You know, mm. um, so so people's lack of self belief. So that makes it more believable. And um, again, it, it's it's more authentic in the process and transparent because you. You're not going out there and, and making these hyped-up claims. You're like, hey, this is what we're going to do, and I want you to follow along. And you mentioned kind of doing the money claims. I actually – there is a video. Um, so uh, you know, I'll be totally transparent here. Uh, there is a video where I take $100,000 in cash that I actually took out of my bank, out of a duffel bag with security. Quite, quite a fun little uh, yeah. trip there. <laughs> it's like I just showed – I'm so naive. I just show up to the main branch like I'm wearing uh, – actually, I'm wearing what I'm wearing today, like black shirt uh, – and a black um, uh, shorts and black t shirt with a duffel bag, right? Like I could not have been was, more. I'm about to rob the place if I had tried. And I just show up and she's been, like, "Hi, yeah. can I can I help you?" And I'm like, "It's like the private banker area where you go because you you know you have so much money in the bank or whatever." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, I need a hundred thousand dollars." And she's like hitting the panic button, you know, as as I'm telling her, and she's like, "Uh huh, just could you look in that camera real quick, at the side profile, you know, like and um and yeah, so so I." I start the video and I go, Hey, uh, I'm Tim Castleman, and this is $100,000. And I pour it out. And, and the whole thing is to basically show people that's what I had profited in the first six months of whatever year it was that I did that. And I thought that was a great video because it wasn't a fake screenshot. It wasn't anything. It was like, Hey, I actually have the cash. Mm-hmm. Does your woo woo guru have that? You know, like everyone talks about paper money, but here's real money. You can't dispute that. So I thought, Oh, great, smart marketing, Tim Castleman, great job. Um, but what I found was it attracted the people. Mm. that needed the money the most mm. um, and those are not the customers that you want the people that are desperate that are like I can you know like hey can I borrow some of that money to pay my bills can I <laughs> you know I, I'm about to lose everything I'm about to be homeless I'm about to and and those are just the people that I don't want to work with or, right. or definitely don't want to attract in my business so I you know I found that d- doing the money angle really attracts the people that are only interested in the money and don't get me wrong money is important and we obviously uh, want to make that a component of it, but to me, it's also about people who want to be creative and really aligning yourself with people that you know have similar ideas and values and not people that are just so desperate that they are jumping from idea right. uh, to idea or person to person to make it happen. That's that's
1: a great point. I call those people uh, telemarketers with laptops.
0: Nice, I like that.
1: Yeah, it's sort of that mentality of get what you can now, go spend it until you get desperate again, and then come back and do it again. You know,
0: yeah I mean how many how many times have you seen it someone that you know come into some money somehow some way and within six months a year you know they're back to where they were before yeah. and maybe even worse and it's just because for whatever reason whatever's going on in their life and their head, they just couldn't be comfortable
1: with right. that
0: cash and they're always in that desperate fire mode of like okay, the house is on fire, and that's the only time I'm really going to respond to right. this emergency
1: that's right and you know you bring up another good point and it's something that you cannot predict or understand unless you find a little success and then sort of get into the jet stream of successful marketing, which is you uh, begin to meet and network with other successful people and you end up down alleyways that you just never knew existed. And you find different you know, ways to market and to sort of serve your customer uh, or find Completely different niches that you just never could have imagined yourself in, right? When you were when you were taking glamour shot photos.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. It, I never uh, thought I'd be a, a three time right. best selling booklet author right. on Amazon. Right? And yeah. We,
1: you know, it's so. But because you're the kind of guy who had a little success and and learned from your lessons and said, okay, wait a minute, I'm I'm, I'm sort of accidentally attracting uh, the kind of person I don't want to be surrounded by, but At the same time, you take something like seeing Colin's presentation and going, wait a minute, I think I could take that a step further. That resonates with me. I'd like to really explore this, turn it into a million dollar business authentically from the ground up
0: yeah and and that's a great point and and the thing is, you know, even though I had this reboot, what I didn't lose was the marketing lessons from you know Tim 1.0, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and that was great because I was able to go, okay, what did I really like about that business? Okay, and what did I really hate? All right And I mean, as simple and, and naive as it sounds, I really was just like, well, let's do more of this and less of this, and let's create in a way that is uh, is is okay. And I think uh, I struggle with this all the time uh, still but I'm much better than I used to be. My biggest problem was, you know, I'd walk into a room and be like, yeah, we just got done with this promo. It did 20 grand, you know, and a friend of mine would be there like, hey, we just got done with this promo. It did a million or it did a hundred thousand. And immediately, instead of going, well, what's different about us and why are, why did we both succeed and why is it both okay that we've done that? Mm-hmm. I would immediately turn to, well, I'm just a piece of shit, mm-hmm. right? I'm not a great marketer. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a fake. I'm a fraud. I, you know, I shouldn't be doing that. And what this whole process really taught me was that it's okay to have your results, but it's also okay to be happy for other people and realize that you want no part of that. It is great that they make all of this money doing whatever it is, but there's no amount of money in the world that would make you want to do that.
1: Boy, that's a good one. That's a good one. And you know what? I'll take it a step further, Tim, and even say even if they have a similar business model to yours and they're outshining you in some way, that's okay too. But it's really hard to do what you're saying I love that you brought that up because I will say that's something I've only recently f- felt like I've, I've come to terms with. And, and I'm not a highly competitive guy. I'm not motivated too much by jealousy. But you certainly feel jealousy, especially with a thing like Facebook, which just didn't even exist a few years back, where you can log on every day and like you said, see someone's highlight reel. And who knows how much of it's true or not, but you're, you're just constantly being one-upped <laughs> like, why do we voluntarily log into a place where all anyone's trying to do is one up us, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. But to to come to come to uh, grips with that and feel yourself, you know, have that genuine tinge of jealousy or, or or whatever scarcity mindset, and then the next thought be, you know what? No, that's perfectly fine because. I remember what I'm doing. I know it's still growing. It's still getting better. And when I reach the end of this journey, I'll start another one because I've already shown myself that I can reboot whenever I need to and, and make it even better.
0: Yeah, and, and you mentioned it, you know, you don't get to see what's going on in their life and their business. You know, yeah. like I have some friends that are very good product creators. Uh, I don't know if I'd call them experts in what they do, but they sure as hell can make products like crazy. Yeah. And on one hand, I'm jealous because it's like, man, I'd love to be uh, you know, a Facebook uh, traffic, uh, offline, online, you know, XYZ expert. But then on the other hand, I look and I go, man, that's exhausting. You know, yeah. and and are you doing it because you want to do it? Because that's when I create. It's because I want to create something and kind of uh, put it out into the world. If we can get all esoteric, you know, mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. they got a paycheck, they got to meet, they yeah. got staff, they got payroll. And I've seen it, you know, being at events and seeing the the who's who at the top of the game, mm-hmm. you know, and they have to be so prim they have to be so proper they have to be so polite they have to be so PC and they have to all you know they to me they live in a world of I can't offend and they have to they're they're hot potatoing the whole time and I'm like that's just exhausting to think about like you know you make a joke and before you know it you got to go and apologize because you know one guy that came from you know twenty two thousand miles away is offended now you got to. you know it's just that's just that's just exhausting to me so I'm not perfect at it what I try to do if anyone struggling with this like what what I did for me was one I always um, instead of looking forward because we always do and Dan Sullivan taught me this you know it's like to look backwards and see where I came from so you know I mentioned doing seven figures like I never thought that right I'm not one of those guys that's like oh I you know I, I want more it's like I never thought I'd make what I'm making now you know mm-hmm. uh, hell there were some times in my life I didn't think I'd be alive this long um, to make that type of money so so I always try to look at where I came from um, to where I am now and as long as I'm better bettering my best. That really helps. Um, and then the other thing I do is I try to look at the big picture and always realize, especially on social media, um, that you're never getting the full picture. You know, the guy that brags about the, the half million dollar launch, you know, when you take away the affiliate commissions, the refunds, the JV prizes, the XYZ, right. they, maybe he only takes 30 to 50K away. And then you go, do I want to make that little for that much work? Not really.
1: Right. It is, like you said, it is exhausting. Uh, Tim, what so uh, how do you use results and money in your marketing now?
0: Well, I mean, I still, I still do use them and kind of show people what, what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but they understand that, that it's a growing process and that it's building up. And, and what I always, uh, one thing I always took away from Kennedy that, that uh, I'll remember is, you know, find a place where you can win. So um, I'll actually share with you kind of what the future, the next couple months, looks like for our company because we've really started to talk about this a lot. So, you know, you have those guys and, and girls out there that have these big companies, whether they're, you know, want to build a software app. Whether they want to just you know be a multi-million dollar company, and then of course you got you know the the who's who gurus that have these big you know companies with TPS reports and office spaces and HR, and that's great for them. But I'm not going to compete with them, nor can I. Their results are bigger, their staff is bigger. They're you know they can do more in a day than I can in a week just because of their staff. So what I said was, well, where can I win? And what I decided was, I'm going to go for the person that does not want that life, the person that's just like me that when they See that goes? Eh, no amount of money's worth that. I don't. I'm not trying to become the next Microsoft or whatever. And kind of share the journey that way. So uh, we're actually coming out with uh, with something hopefully uh, next month called Simple Little Business. And the whole the whole gamut behind that is you know it's the antithesis of that. It's the complete opposite. It's just like hey, you know that's great for them, but I want people that just want to run a small company with maybe them and a handful of employees that they can create when they want, make the money that will make them. Uh, more than happy in lifestyle, and not have to have all the stress and agony of a big staff overhead, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, so that's where the money comes into play, and that's where I'll show. Like uh, we talked about here, hey, I rebooted in 2012, and you know, by you know, six months into 2015, the company had done seven, or you know, had had done seven figures, and and kind of appealing to that, but also appeal to them. So that's the money angle, but also appeal to them in different angles, like the lifestyle angle, the freedom angle, of course um and really for me the the stress angle um and not being you know connected to a business that you hate with a job you know having a fancy well paying job basically right. instead of having a business that's kind of built around who you are as a human being what you want to share with the world and uh the best way that you want to do that
1: tim castleman 2.0 i love it dude uh i love what you're doing i love what you're saying I could go on forever, but you've given us a lot of gold here, and uh, I really appreciate it. Where can people go to learn more about your publishing business and your new ventures and your podcast?
0: Yeah, so uh, so the podcast is todrinktim.com, just todrinktim.com. It's very infrequent. Uh, I call it the semi-frequent, infrequent podcast. Um, <laughs> so uh, I record it when I feel like it or I, uh, I interview some bands. Uh, the main website is uh, timothycastleman.com. And uh, before too long, uh, actually, you can go there today if you were listening to this. You can go to simplelittlebusiness.com and kind of find out more about that.
1: Excellent. Hey, man, really appreciate you doing this. It was great catching up, and thanks for sharing so transparently with us.
0: Ah man, glad to do it. We uh, I look forward to connecting at another event. Maybe we can, uh, you know, get Ben to have to buy pants in the middle of uh, an event like we did last time. It's like you're going to need pants to go in that restaurant. So thank you,
1: Ben in pants. That's right. It's a treat for everybody. All right, bro. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. See you, bud. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to another fine episode of the Truth About Marketing podcast. I do appreciate your time. I know you have lots of choices. And if you're loving this podcast, I'm loving having you listen to it, and let's celebrate our relationship, won't we, with a review, (laughs) a five-star review on iTunes.com. You know that's how they judge these things, right? iTunes looks at how many people rate and review your podcast, and then they decide if it's worthy of telling other people about. So if you think this is a good podcast, and you think other people like you should hear it, if you... Go to iTunes and rate and review the show. That's the best way to get the word out. Really appreciate it. If you want to learn more about how to improve your copy, you can do that on the inside at copychief.com and visit copychief.com forward slash T-A-M to get all the links and resources we mentioned on today's episode The Truth About Marketing podcast is produced by James Clouser, graphics by Cassie Clouser, and the Bullets for this show, so handily displayed for you, written by Dan Ludgater. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.